Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast where we try to make sense of the current freight market, if that's even possible, and where I teach about all sorts of things pertaining to the trucking industry. So as always, every single week at the end of the week, we take a look at what happened in the market last week and what we can expect for next week. We're going to be looking at a few different things such as capacity, general freight market volumes and rejections, diesel prices, and how this whole thing affects the spot market for flatbeds, dry vans, and reefers. And we will do a forecast of the relatively best places to be for each equipment type next week. As a reminder, I have all the charts and visuals on my YouTube channel and you can download them. Anyway, guys, let's chat about it. So starting with carrier capacity, where we look at how many carriers lost their authority either voluntarily or because of the FMCSA, how many got reinstated and how many new carriers got their authority. Well, as of last week, we lost 1,948 carriers, which is the second lowest decrease since April of 2023. Also, since last week, we gained a total of 1,609 carriers, and this includes reinstatements and those new authorities. Actually, if we look at granular data, we can see that involuntary revocations were at their lowest point last week since April of 2023, whereas new authorities were the second lowest since April. So what is the total change in carrier population if we take into consideration both carriers lost and gained? A loss of 339 carriers last week, which comes out to a total net loss of 7,456 carriers since April of 2023. Now you would think this would be enough to give the market a little boost, but we still have a ways to go. All right, now on to the outbound tender volumes and rejections. Here we will be speaking about the general freight market, all loads for all equipment types. Volumes are continuing to grow and have actually gone up an additional 0.9% since last week. As a reminder, a growth in overall freight volume is always welcome because that volume ends up soaking up some of that overcapacity. And the more volume there is, the more likely rates will climb a little bit. Now on to tender rejections. So here's the thing. This morning, I received an email from Sonar saying that they are shocked at the increase in rejections and that they are trying to understand what the heck happened. So rejections as of today are at 4.79, which means that 4.79% of all loads are getting rejected and pushed into the spot market, thereby increasing spot volumes, which also usually drives rates up. Since last week, because of this huge jump from yesterday for an unknown reason, rejections are up by 41.7% percent, which is absolutely insane. Now, this is driven by the dry van rejections, not the reefer or flatbed ones. Again, I'm not sure and Sonar is not sure what caused this, but when I know more, I'll share it with you guys. Then we have the spot versus contract rates. How much more do contract carriers get per mile than the spot market carrier? 
Well, currently we are at a difference of 72 cents per mile. So contract carriers are getting 72 cents per mile more than spot carriers. And that gap is starting to narrow, which is good. As contract carriers get closer to spot rates, more rejections should ensue, increasing spot volume and hopefully rates as well. So here's hoping. As far as diesel prices, of course, I don't have any good news for you guys. Diesel prices are continuing not to just climb, but to skyrocket. Currently, the average price per gallon for diesel is at $4.36 per gallon. Just to think that the average was below $3.90 a month ago. I mean, it wasn't so long ago, but by far the worst places to refuel right now are California, northern Nevada near Reno, Nevada, and the Seattle, Washington area, where the prices are above $5.66 per gallon on average. The West Coast in general, as well as the Northeast and Florida are expensive. Best places are Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, where it ranges somewhere from below $3.87 per gallon to around $4 per gallon. So be mindful of where you are refueling. Now, what is going on with the spot market? Well, according to the DAT analytics, the total spot load postings decreased by 12% week over week, while spot truck posts increased by 2.1%. So decrease in volume, increase in capacity, story of our lives for the past 18 months. All right, now let's talk about flatbeds. To flatbed operators, this is for you. If we look at the spot market, the load volumes decreased last week and are trending way below that five-year average. Volumes are not quite at the lowest point this year. They're simply a little bit higher than the week of 4th of July. So yeah, not much good news there. Rate-wise, there was a decrease in flatbed rates last week, and now we are at like $2.37 per mile or so, whereas according to the five-year average, we should be at $2.42 per mile. So flatbeds today are earning about $0.05 cents per mile less. Now, sadly, I don't have the general freight market charts for flatbeds because Sonar simply doesn't offer them, but I do have the DAT heat map that I always share. And just like last week, pretty much all of Washington and Oregon are extremely tight, which means that there are way more loads than there are trucks. Loads don't move easily there. I experienced it myself just yesterday, so Definitely a market worth checking out. Just keep in mind that fuel cost. Other than that, it's the southern states like Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, and Houston, Texas. That's where there are more loads than trucks and negotiations might be slightly easier. Now, moving on to dry vans. Dry vans also experienced a decrease in volume since last week on the spot market, but as always, they are following that five-year trend, although below it. Rates, surprisingly, experienced a tiny, insignificant little increase from about $1.90 per mile to $1.91 per mile, while the five-year average shows us that we should be at $2.15 per mile or so. So yeah, 24 cents below that five-year average for dry vans. So if we look at the total volume in the whole freight market for dry vans, 
the West Coast pretty much in its entirety experienced a strong decrease in general freight volumes. There were also other areas in Houston, Montana, Colorado, Michigan, the Northeast that experienced decreases. In terms of increases in volumes, those were in parts of Oklahoma, New Mexico, where there is no volume to begin with, Maryland, Delaware, Illinois, Arkansas, and Orlando, Florida. All right, rejections in the general market for dry vans. I know you can't see this map, but it's ridiculous. And I am starting to have a feeling that maybe there is a glitch somewhere because everywhere except for Michigan, West Virginia, and a portion of Ohio, there were significant decreases in tender rejections for dry vans. Does that mean that that's it? The van market has officially died? Rest in peace for dry vans? No. Let's take a look at the DAT heat map before we look at the relatively better places to go if you have a dry van. So if we look at the heat map, it looks like the action is moving away from the West Coast and Midwest, with the exception of probably Southern California and a sliver of Northern California, Dallas, Texas. And it's basically moving towards the east. All the good areas, relatively good, are moving towards the east. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, the Grand Rapids, Michigan uh, market. These are all tight markets where there are more loads than there are trucks. So interesting little shift there. But where should you go next week if you have a dry van? And as a reminder, we're looking at places that have high general van volume and higher rejections. Those rejections end up on the spot market usually in three to seven days. So they will translate to volume and hopefully an increase in rates on the spot market only next week. So number one, we have Detroit, Michigan, high volume, 28.84% rejection. Grand Rapids, Michigan, 17.93% rejection. In general, all of Michigan looks super interesting for dry vans for next week. Now, then we have Richmond, Virginia, 9.8% rejection and some volume. Now, West Virginia has a higher rejection rate, but the volume is flat, so it's a no-go. St. Louis, 8.27% rejection, some volume. Green Bay, Wisconsin, 16.23% rejection, some volume. And we have Ontario, California, that has a very small rejection rate of 5.78%, but the volume is very high. And that's pretty much it. Dry vans are kind of getting squeezed at the moment, it seems. Those relatively good areas are really, really scarce. And my biggest question is what the heck happened in Michigan to see such a huge increase in rejections? So if anyone knows, let me know. Finally, we have reefers. Spot load volumes experienced a nice decrease, the first one in six weeks actually. And strangely, we are not following that five-year pattern as of last week. Now, in terms of spot rates, a slight decrease in reefer spot rates from around $2.45 per mile to about $2.43 per mile. We should be around that $2.52 per mile mark, so reefers are getting paid $0.09 cents less per mile than five years ago. All right, we saw that volumes on the spot market decreased for reefers. What's happening in the general freight market? 
Well, yeah, there are pretty much either decreases or no changes as a whole, but Idaho, Minnesota, portions of Illinois and Iowa saw some increases. Nothing drastic, but some increases. Now, rejections are much more interesting. Spokane, Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, SoCal, Southern California, Utah, Colorado, and some of Wyoming, Nebraska, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and California saw increases in rejections. But that doesn't mean that that's where you have to go with the reefer next week. If we look at the heat map by DAT, it's becoming a bit more interesting than last week. Central California and Northern California, Grandview, Washington, Idaho, Wisconsin, Grand Rapids, Michigan, New Jersey, Delaware, Maine, which was surprising, are all tight markets. And some of the surrounding markets are also getting tighter. Utah, Minnesota, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, upstate New York are starting to see a tightening in capacity, which is good. So where do you have to go? if you have a reefer to grab better loads next week. Again, all relative folks. First of all, all of California, six to 7% rejection, which is not much, but that volumes definitely makes up for that. Pendleton, Oregon market, 12.22% rejection. Twin Falls, Idaho, I mean, there's volume there. So 7.14 rejection, which is not much, but there is volume. Memphis, Tennessee, 21.92% rejection. The volume is starting to decrease though. Minnesota, Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Illinois, Wisconsin. All of these areas have from 11 to 17% rejections. So it's pretty good to stay there, relatively speaking. I have to say this though, stay away from Texas. There is absolutely nothing there for a reefer. So there you have it, you guys. This is the reality we live in right now. I think the thing that really gets under my skin personally is the instability, right? My partners and I continue to try and forecast what's going to happen to make our decisions. And of course, we try to forecast based on today's data, based on today's market. But this piece of crap keeps surprising us and not in a good way. The biggest curveball recently was, of course, those diesel prices that skyrocketed into the stratosphere. That being said, those general freight numbers do give me some hope that something is starting to slowly change. And when I say slowly, I mean not even at a snail's pace. Maybe it doesn't have an effect on the spot market just yet, but if it continues and carriers continue leaving the market, it will eventually have an effect. Basically guys, we are in a wait and see environment. For now, just keep on taking it a day at a time. That's what I'm doing. Stay safe, have a great weekend, and I'll catch you in the next podcast. Well, guys, clearly I'm not quite done yet because I have to make an updated correction. So the outbound tender rejection index, there was a glitch on sonar. In reality, the outbound tender rejections, they did skyrocket, but not over 4% uh, rejection. It's actually at 3.94%. And the percentage by which it changed from last week was 16.6% increase.
sorry, had to update you guys because I don't want you thinking that the rejections are higher than they actually are.